You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. God bless you guys. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I want to continue on the subject of prayer. Amen. Uh, we're going to have, we'll be doing a, a, a three-day fast, but three-day fast and prayer on the, on the last uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this month, amen, as we start to focus on the theme. And then during those two days, uh, uh, three days really, uh, Monday we'll be having prayer uh, from uh, 7 to 8, an hour prayer that we want to come together as a, as a people to encourage each other to stay consistent on the fast. And so we'll, we'll be here Monday and Tuesday from 7 to 8. We'll have coffee going on, amen, and maybe we'll have some, uh, some sodas here for just to drink because it's, it's, a, it's a liquid fast. And so, but, uh, but to encourage you guys to come in, we're going to pray. And the theme is going to be based on some of the prayer part. And so as I reveal the theme on the last Sunday of the month, then we're going we're to focus on that theme and then we're going to do something different during our prayer for, for a moment. And you'll, you'll see that as we, as we come in those, those days. And then, of course, on, uh, on Wednesday, we're just going to, uh, we're going to pray and, and worship God and just break our fast. And so, uh, so I, I really encourage you to participate, you know, not, not only uh, in prayer but in fasting. But I want to continue on the, on, on the subject of prayer because how many know that prayer is going to be a key? For success in 2019. I mean, if you didn't pray last year, you, you're going to have to need to pray this year. If you really want to press in, break through, get some things answered in our lives or got to move upon our lives, it's going to come by the way of prayer. Amen. And then fasting is just on top of that. But if you're serious with God, then it's, it's time to get on our knees. We really need to get on our knees. We can't just, uh, just come to church. Amen. Prayer has to be a very important part of our, our walk with God in 2019 because prayer is powerful. Can somebody say amen? Come on. I mean, we're all in answer prayer here. And so we, we, I know it's powerful. If it can change a man like me or change a person like you, prayer was the key to that. In James chapter 5, verse 16, the New Living Translation says this, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. It says, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You know, here James is saying, you know, that prayer brings healing. How many need some healing in this place? It can be physical healing. It can be emotional healing. It can be uh, psychological healing. It can be a lot of healing. So if we can confess to each other and pray for each other, right here the Bible says that we can be healed. And then it goes on to say that it has great power that brings the end results are good. So prayer, there's always, a, the end results are always good through prayer. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say amen? 
Hallelujah. You guys got to talk to me or we're going to stay here for an hour. Amen. You amen. We'll be out of here in 15 minutes. Amen. amen. All right. Hallelujah. There you go. Now you guys get it. You guys get it. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so tonight, amen, I, let's continue to look at the, at the prayer of Jabez and how that can help us in 2019. So let's use that scripture I've been using uh, throughout this prayer uh, course here in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Now it says like this, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him Jabez, saying, Because I bored him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, and that your hand will be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And so God granted him what he requested. Now tonight I want to minister on a title, a message I entitled, Lord, can you give me a hand? Lord, can you give me a hand? You ever needed a helping hand in this place? Come on. Come on, has there ever been a time in your life that you thought, man, I can use an extra hand right now? You ever been there? Come on, you're doing something, maybe some work at, at home or, or, or cutting the grass or, or doing something that required a lot of, a, a lot of uh, body or moving or, or just tired and said, man, I can use an extra hand right about now. You ever been there? Come on. All of us have gone through times where, man, I need a little help right here. You probably have heard or received a text or got Facebook at one time or another during your Christian walk saying, don't give up. Hang in there. Come on, don't let go. Keep on going. Or you know what, I'm praying for you. You ever got a text that says, I'm praying for you? Or someone that Facebooked you and says, you know what, I'm praying for you. Whatever it is. Or maybe you have said those words to someone when they were hitting a hard time in their life. Have you ever just needed that hug? Not a hug, but that hug. Come on, that, that hug, you know what? Someone hugs you and you like just kind of just break down. I mean, you just kind of fall in like, man, I needed that hug. Not just a hug of, you know, what's going on? Brother Derek, can you come up here? You, can I use you for a moment? Yes. Amen. You know, you, you get those regular hugs. Hey, how's it going, man? A little tap thing. But have you ever got that hug where you're just like this and then you don't want to let go? <laughs> that, that hug that just, man, that felt so good. You ever got one of those hugs? Come on, that you, man, he's like, man, I, I needed that hug. You know what, man? Or, or, or I, I don't know, but I, I've had, I had people where I'm at the altar praying and then God tells me to hug them. And something just happened where they just... Man, they, they, they just needed that. You ever, you know what I'm talking about, that hug. See, to this point, Jabez prayed to be blessed, right? We, we went through that uh, being blessed. And I mean, know that, that all of us qualify for being blessed, right? And we know, we recognize who blesses us. And we know that he will bless us indeed. And so he goes, he goes not only to be blessed, but to be blessed indeed. But then we learned that he wanted to go large. And we, we talked about going large in 2019 a couple of weeks ago. But now Jabez goes through the prayer, can you give me a hand? So he prays, Lord, I need your helping hand. Because without you, I can't do none of this. Can somebody say amen? So Jabez prays, 
keep your hand on me. Keep your hand on me. See, Jabez realized that he couldn't manage being blessed. He couldn't manage going large with God without his helping hand. In other words, he was saying, Lord, can you give me a hand? You ever prayed that to the Lord? God, I need your helping hand right now. God, I'm going through a series or I'm going through something in my life or or something in my marriage, or something in my finances, where you say, God, I'm about to blow it. I'm about to lose it. God, I need your hand. I need your helping hand upon my situation. You see, Jabez understood the need of God's hand upon his life. He understood that God's hand was available to him. He understood that without God's hand upon his life, he could not go large, and he could not be blessed. Listen, church, apart from God, we cannot do anything. But with him, we can do what? All things. Come on, you believe that? I mean, you believe that, amen. You got to understand that you you cannot, come on, your your good looks can take you so far. Come on, your your intelligence or your, your your know how can take you so far. But without God, church, we can't do anything. But when we got God in our lives and we're asking him to be a part of him and we're asking for his helping hand upon our lives, we can do all things. All things. Listen, when you start seeking, listen, the blessings of God, you need to remember to seek God in those blessings. Amen. We talk about the hand of God. It symbolizes the presence of God. In Joshua chapter 4, 24, it says this. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful. And that you might also, that, and that you might always fear the Lord your God. So we, we see that the hand of God, amen, is very powerful. When we talk about the hand of God, it's talking about the presence of God. The hand of God also symbolizes the Holy Spirit working inside of us. You know, when we, ha- we talk about the hand of God, not only does it, it talk about his presence, but it talks about the Holy Spirit inside our lives. Acts chapter eleven twenty one says this, and the Lord's hand was with him, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Now the scriptures, if you really read the scriptures and study the scriptures, you can understand that, this, uh, that the hand of the Lord can either be for us, or it can be against us. Come on, how many know that when it's for us, it's good? Tell your neighbor, it's good. But when his hand's against us, well, it's a different story, right? Come on, when, when God, man, when his hand's against you, man, and, and, man, it's a different story than his hand being for you. When, you're, when he's for us, we are a blessed people. But when it's against us, come on, we're a bad people. Or we're doing something wrong, amen, that the Lord does not like. So let's look at the hand of God that's against us. 1 Samuel 12, 15 says this, But if you do not obey the Lord, and if you rebel against his commands, his hand will be against you and against your ancestors. 
So when you're doing, when God's hands against you, not only is it against you, but it's against your family. It's coming, it's a generational thing that we have to understand that we need to obey God. Can somebody say amen? See, when we don't obey him and when we rebel against him or we do whatever we want, despite of what he says, then his hand will come against you and I. Hello. You see, God's hand can also bring blessings, but it can also bring misery or even distress upon our lives. In Judges chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, it says this, In his anger against Israel, the Lord gave them into the hands of the raiders. The raiders have been along a long time. Hallelujah. Come on. Who plundered them and sold them into the hands of all their enemies all around. Who were no, they were no able to resist. Whenever Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them to defeat them, just as he swore to them. They were in great distress. You got to understand, the Lord was mad at Israel. And because they were doing whatever they wanted to do, they weren't obeying God. They started worshiping other idols, amen. And so his anger came against them. And he says, you know what, you're not doing what I'm saying, so I'm going to let the enemy come in, and I'm going to let him defeat you. So, see, when we, when we simply don't obey God, amen, then he's going to open the door for the enemy to do whatever he wants to do to us. See, when his hand is with us and we're blessed, when the enemy comes at us, he can't touch us. But when we start to do whatever you want, he says, man, you're not following what I'm saying. You're not doing what I'm saying. So you know what? You're on your own. So whatever the devil does, he's going to just do it. And so here he let, he let, he let these guys come in. He let the, the raiders come in, amen, uh, and took everything from them. He let them fall into defeat. So we can see that his hand can sometimes bring misery upon our lives. God's hand can be heavy on us. 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 6 says, The Lord's hand was heavy upon the people of Asgard in its vicinity, and he brought devastation on them and afflicted them with tumors. Come on. Imagine, amen, you walk in with tumors and say, Oh, yeah, God's hand's against you. What did you do? Hallelujah. What are, you haven't been listening. See, this is when the Philistines captured the, the Ark of the Lord. Now, I don't know if you know the story, amen. They, they captured the Ark of the Lord, and they put it inside their temple next to their God, an idol. So what does the Lord do? It's a hilarious story. They come in the next day, and what happened to that idol? It was, pitched, it was, put, put, it was uh, like it fell over. And so they, they, they put it back up, and... They think of nothing, amen. The next day, guess what happens? It's pushed over. The head is broken and the hands are broken. And then the hand of the Lord came upon them and afflicted all of them with tumors. And here you got to understand that sometimes the Lord can come against us and his hand can be very heavy on us when we disobey. God's hand can bring anger, amen. In Isaiah chapter 51, 17 to 19, it says this, So wake up, rub the sleep from your eyes, up on your feet, Jerusalem. You have drunk 
the cup God has handed you, the strong drink of his anger, you drank it down to the last drop, staggered and collapsed and half drunk, and nobody can help you home. No one among your friends or children can take you by the hand and put you in bed. You have been hit with a double dose of trouble. Hallelujah. See, God sometimes can get us, get so angry at us when we disobey and when we don't do the things that we ought to do, amen. You know what, I don't know about you, but I don't want a double dose of his trouble. Come on. You know, I, I don't want his hand to be angry towards me on the things that I do. So we can see that the, the, the Lord's hand can be against us. You guys see that? Let's look at the Lord for us, amen. Let's get a little happy here. Because the Lord is for us, amen. And when he's for us, we are blessed. When he's for us, his hand can be merciful. It says in 2 Samuel 24, 14, David said to Gad, I am in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. Do not let me fall into human hands. So we can see that God is a merciful God, amen. Now, come on, that when we cry out mercy, God gives us mercy. Can somebody say yes? Come on. We can see that his hand is giving. In, 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 in Ezra, I mean, uh, Ezra 7, 6, it says the king had granted him everything he asked for the hand of the Lord was on him, amen. See, when God's hand is for us or on us, amen, anything we ask, he will give to us if it's according to his will. Amen? So, it, you know, these, when God's blessing us or God's hand is for us, when we come to him in prayer, when we come to him with a need, and he says, ask and you'll receive. And if you ask God and if it's lined up to his will, and it's something that he says, man, this is going to benefit my son, this is going to benefit my daughter, amen, God will Bless us. Can somebody say amen? His hand can be encouraging. In Ezra 7, 27 to 28, it says this, Praise the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who made the king want a, to beautify the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem and praise him for demonstrating such unfailing love to me by honoring me before the king, his consul, and all his mighty nobles. I left encouraged because his gracious hand of the Lord was on me. So we can see that God is an encouraging God. And God's hand, when it's upon us, can encourage us when you're discouraged. Come on. You ever need an encouragement you ever, now and then? Come on. God, when, when God's blessing us, he brings encouragement. When his hand is upon our lives, encouragement comes to us. And God blesses us. You see, Jabez was praying, God, I need your hand upon my life. God, if I'm going to be blessed indeed, if I'm going to go larger than life and do more for you, I'm going to need your hand because I cannot do this on my own. I cannot do it with my own intellect. I cannot do it with, with my know-how or what I know, amen, God. I'm going to need your hand upon my life. And so he prays, Lord, can you give me a hand? You see, when we pray that, Lord, can you give me a hand, what we're saying to him is, you know what, help me to be dependent to you, help me to desire you, and help me to be devoted to you. 
So I call them the three Ds. All right? Triple D. You guys ever see Triple D? Uh, Drive-ins, dies, and, and uh, there you go. You see that guy going around eating all the food? I want that job, amen. Hallelujah. How do you get that job, amen, to go and eat free food everywhere? Uh, and so I call this the triple D's. When you pray, God, give me a hand. We're praying for dependence. We're praying for desire. We're praying for devotion. Amen. Let's, let's look at the first thing. Help me to be dependent on you. How many know that we live in an independent world? Come on, that's how we were raised, right? They, they taught us, you know what, don't be dependent. Do what you need to do. Don't, don't rely on anybody. Don't, you, know, you know, do what you have to do for yourself. And so we live in an independent world, amen. And because of that, it's hard to live dependent, right? We were, we're, we're, we're taught, amen, you know, to, to rough it out and to figure it out, amen. And now God's saying, you know what, I, I don't want you to do that. I want you to depend on me. So independence says this. I do what I want to do. Take your hands off of me. I got this. It's kind of sad that there's a lot of Christians that walk that way. They, 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 they do what they want to do. Don't tell me. Don't preach to me. God knows my heart. You ever heard that one? We, we, we talk all this stuff. I, I got this where you really don't. And so here, that's what independence say. But dependence, when we start to depend on the Lord, amen, it, dependence says, you know what, I depend on you. I, I need you to keep your hand on me because I really don't have this. I need your hand, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says this. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency comes from the Lord, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not by the letter, but by the Spirit, for the Spirit kills, but the, uh, but the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Amen. Sufficiency equals ability, church. We have to be, we have to, we have to find our sufficiency in God. Our sufficiency in God, then he gives us the ability. Are you understanding? So we, we got to understand, you know, I, I cannot think of myself that I got it all together. You know, our sufficiency has to come from the Lord. We can't think of, of ourselves. And when we put our sufficiency in, in, in God, it brings the ability that we need in order to serve him and do the things that we need to do. Can somebody say amen? It gives us the ability to manage and maintain the blessings of God that are being released through his hands. If we are insufficient, listen, then we don't have the ability to maintain or manage those blessings. How I many know that even in blessings, you got to learn how to manage those, Right? Come on, it's just like when he blesses you with money or you get that raise. You know, if, you, if we, our sufficiency comes from the Lord, he gives us the ability to make sure that we don't go crazy with that money. Come on. Sometimes we get extra money and we want to spend more. Come on. It's the truth. I got more money, I can, buy, I can buy more things. But the thing is, God wants to bless you, but he wants you to manage it well. You know, and so if your sufficiency comes through Christ, then he gives you the ability to manage it out. See, the more I get paid, 
I stay the same. I may splur a little bit, but I use wisdom in it. What I do, I keep saving money. I, I keep building up what I need because I really don't need to go spending extra, uh, craziness. You know, I, I, I spend on things that I need. But people get blessed and say, well, God bless me. And you start spending all this money. And a month later, they're hurting. Hello. And so the sufficiency is not coming through Christ. It's coming through their own sufficiency, which gives them no ability. And so we got to understand that we got to trust God with everything. And so we learn to depend on him. We're learning to give our, our lives to God. I need you in my life. I depend on you to help me to manage and maintain all the blessings that you're being released in my life. See, we can think at times, well, God, I can handle this. I don't need this. I can take care of the woman. I can take care of the wife. I can take care of my kids. I got it. You know what? I, I can even take care of my ministry. Why don't you have the church down the street? And we can get to a place that we think, man, we are self-righteous. We think that we're holier than anybody else, amen, and think that we can handle it without God. And so we get to a place in our lives, amen, as long as things are manageable, as long as things are, are, are there's no fears or the risks are very minimum, we think that we can control it, right? You know what? I got this. I, could, I know how to run a Bible study. Holy Spirit, I don't need you today. I, 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 can, I think I can... I think I can wallow them by how I can talk. You know, you, I, I got this. You, you think we, man, I got this in control. You, you got this, this big giant head. I don't know what it is, amen. This Holy Ghost head that you, you think you, you got it all or whatever it is. And think I, I, I got it under control. Bruce Will, uh, Wilkinson says this. <laughs> Bruce Willis, yeah, Bruce Willis said this. No, he said this. The second... You're feeling dependent is the second that you have backed away from truly living by faith. The second you're feeling dependent is the second that you have backed away from truly living by faith. See, Jabez, at this point in his life, in this prayer, not only did he pray, God bless me indeed, not only enlarge me, but God, if, I'm gonna, if you're going to do any of that in my life, I'm going to need your power in my life. I need your hand. I need you to work this through my life. You know, help me to, as you, as you give me the strength, amen, as I depend on you, help me to depend on you to bless others through my life. So we pray, Lord, can, can you give me a hand so that I can depend on you? So he was praying for dependence when he asked for God's hand upon his life. The second thing when we start to pray the Lord's hand upon us, or we ask him for a helping hand, is to keep us desiring him. How many want to desire the Lord? Yeah, this is a prayer that we need to pray. That then God, have your hand upon me. Or God, I need your helping hand. When you're praying that, not only you are asking him to, you know, help me to depend on you, but now you're asking God, I want to desire you. I want to desire you. So from dependency, we move to the desire of the heart, which means seeking God to keep us. Desiring God to keep us. See, Jabez desired to be more and to do more for God. Listen, his dependency is not success that gives, uh, that gives the desire of the heart. Its dependency is for us to be more and to do more for God. Now, you know, when we ask God, you know what, bless me, bless me indeed, 
It's like you're asking God, if you're asking God to, God, I want to be enlarged by you. You're asking God, make me bigger so I can be bigger for you. That I can do more things for you. And so the desire when we start to move this and we're praying for his hand to be upon our lives, we're saying, God, I, I need to depend on you. I, I need to desire you more in order to do more for you. Desiring God's blessing should make us fall more and more in love with him. See, if you're desiring God in your life and you're depending on God in your life, then you know what? You're going to fall in love with the God that you're praying to. Because you get to know who he really is through that. Psalms 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the, also in the Lord, for he shall give you the desires of your heart. When you desire God more in your life, then he starts to show you the desires of your heart. You start to fall in love with the living God, amen. You see, if you are God's delight, then we can desire what's in God's heart so that we can be more and then we can do more in 2019. We tend to think that at times that God can't use me. You know, or I can't do that or, you know what, that's just way too big for me. But if God puts a desire in your heart, can I tell you something? You can do it. Come on, you ever got something in your heart and said, man, this is what I want to do, but then, then all of a sudden the fear comes, I, I can't do it. You know, I, I can never, you know, you have a desire to teach a Bible study or, or do something or, or do a drama or do Whatever, whatever for the Lord, and he puts that desire inside your heart, amen, and it's a desire, man, I like to do that, and all of a sudden when you, right when you're getting to this, like, no, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. Or I'll never be able to preach like him or preach like her or do what they did. And you know what, I, I can never be a Grinch like Miranda. There's just no way. No, never, never. She is the greatest. <laughs> Or you can say, you know what, I could probably play a pretty good Grinch myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lord, make her sick all that month and I'll do it. <laughs> Just play. No, but, but, but you ever got a desire to do something and then fear holds you back? And says, so, you know what, man, I, I like to teach a Bible study. I like to do this. Those are desires that God is putting inside your heart, but then self gets in the way. That stops you from doing what God wants you to do in, your, in you and through you. See, when you ask God, God, I want your hand upon me, you're asking God, keep me from desiring you that I can get the desires of your heart. See, when you depend on him and you desire him, then he gives you the desires of your heart to do something for him that you can be more and do more. All you got to do is just pray, God, I need your helping hand. See, it brings, it brings us to humility that when something's inside of us that we desire to do, okay, God, I'm going to need you to help me through this. If you put that in my heart, then I... I need your hand upon me. Lord, I need, I need you to give me a helping hand right here because you're putting this in my heart, but I got to depend on you to help me through it, to help me do it. And so some of us in 2019, you need to step out. You know, if we're just sitting, then you're wasting your life. It's time to do something. Come on, it's time to do it. It's, it's, 
Whatever God's put in your heart, just do it. Or, our, or, or what our model is, go for it. Just go for it. Come on. It, we make mistakes. We learn from it. But we keep growing from it. Like I said, it takes all the body members doing their part that we can grow healthy in unity. We can grow in unity. We can grow in maturity as we do our part, church. Don't let it be another year of just sitting down in a chair and not doing nothing for the Lord when he's done so much for you. You know, if you ask him to, God, I need your hand upon my life. God, I need a helping hand. He's going to help you through to do more and be more for him in 2019. I mean, we can all do a part here. We all have a part that we can do and just do it well. Man, if he's telling you to usher or usher it, then tell him, God, I need your hand upon me. Come on, I, I can't just think I got it all together. You know, I got it, man. What, what is it? can't be that hard. What, I walk up here, stand with a basket, pass off flyers? Yeah, you're going to trip. <laughs> you need God's hand even in that. Come on, God, thank you for the honor. Thank you for putting that desire in me. Thank you, Lord. God, I, I need a, a helping hand that, you know what, in case I'm chosen to pray that, God, that I pray with, with, what you place in my heart. God, that I stand here in reverence, that I get the honor of picking up your offerings, Lord, for this house. Thank you for choosing me. That is a great honor. God, help me not to stumble over my words. Help me not to trip as I go up there. God, I need your helping hand to do what I need to do. Whatever that may be that we need his helping hand. It's, it's time in 2019, church, to step out. Tell your neighbor, step out. Come on, it's time to step out. I know that God is putting desires in your hearts. Don't put, it on, don't put it on the shelf and say, you know what, I can't do that. You know what, I, there's no way I can, it's way too big, God, what you're asking of me. If he gave it to you, then you can do it. And somebody say, amen. Lord, can you give me a hand? See, in the book of Acts chapter 4, Peter and John were threatened when they were told not to teach or preach in the name of Jesus. So the practical thing would do would be what? Be quiet, right? If someone's threatening you with your life, you need to stop or, you, or we're going to do this, we're going to kill you, you're, gonna, you're going to prison. The practical thing for all of us, we would just stop preaching. But this was not what Peter, John, and the other disciples did. What they did was pray that God would give them boldness and give them the desire to do something so big, you know, that they would just go out with boldness and say, God, we're going to preach, but we need you. They say, God, we need your hand. This, this desire is inside of us, but you know what? We're being threatened not to do it. So, God, I need your hand because I need some boldness to get this desire out. And they kept on preaching. In, in Acts chapter 4, 28 to 31, it says, But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. Now And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through your name of your holy servant Jesus. And after praying this, the meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to preach the word of God with boldness. Here they tell them to shut up. They say, we're not shutting up, God. This desire is in my heart. God, I need your hand upon me. Give me the boldness to preach the desires inside me that are in my heart to preach. See, God moved so big in their life that 
He expanded blessings over their ministry, and the gospel was spread all over the world. That gospel is still being preached today, church, because of the boldness of these men wanting to be more and do more for God because they prayed a prayer of God, I need your hand right now. You see, are you content where you are in life right now? Or do you have the desire to have God's hand upon you so that you can do something big through him? Come on, what, 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 are you content right now just coming to church? Are you content just sitting in the chair year after year? Are, are you content, amen, to just, just come in here or, you know, God, I, I need your hand. I desire your hand in my life because I want to do more for you. I want to I be more for you in 2019. Let me ask you two more questions. Is God everywhere? Yeah. Now, is God manifesting himself the same everywhere? No. Why? Because there's not, everyone's not desiring the work of God in their lives. He's looking for people like Jabez that will cry out, God, keep your hand upon me. People that will cry out, God, I, I, I need a helping hand, God, because I want a desire to be more and I want to do more for you. Do you see the importance of praying, church? That God keep your hand on me so that I might desire more of you in order to do more for you. See, we need to pray, Lord, can you give me a hand? Last thing real quickly. From de dependency to desire to keep me devoted to you. See, Jabez wanted to please God. How many here want to please God? I hope that is your, your, your prayer and your desire, that God, I want to please you. Come on. I want to please you in 2019. I, I hope that, that this year you said, man, I, I don't want to relive 2018. For some of you guys, you had a great year. For some of you guys had some hard times or some hard things hit in your life that took away the desire of being big for God in 2018. The devil ripped you off. The devil took away some great things that God wanted to do in your life and through you. That when his hand's upon you, church, it doesn't matter what comes against you. You can still be it, but what it is, those kind of things sometimes, if we don't have a great prayer life, can take you out. Prayer will sustain you. Come on, prayer will maintain you. Come on, if you have that relationship with God, no matter what, all hell can come against you. And you'll still keep walking, you'll keep singing, you'll still keep giving, you'll keep doing what you need to do, amen. And so we got to have that desire, say, God, God, I want to be more for you, God. I, I want to please you. Help me to keep devoted to you. See, Bible says that Jabez was more honorable. He was more honorable, amen. An honorable man who wanted to bring honor to God, amen. His devotion was so strong to the Lord. See, devotion to God equals commitment. With God. Devotion to God equals commitment with God. Contentment is the ability to stand constantly and consciously in the presence of God so that he can transform any task into something meaningful. Come on. You got to have the ability when you're content with God 
then it's going to give you the ability to do. And it will transform any kind of task that God is giving you to something meaningful. Philippians chapter 4, 11 to 13 says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in the need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I'm well-fed or hungry, living in the plenty or living in the want. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, when we're living within our own boundaries, church, it's going to bring discontentment. And discontentment leads to getting out from under God's hand. You need to blossom and you need to grow and flourish where God has planted you. You understand? Wherever it is, right here, he's planted you in this church. He's planted you in situations in your life. He is planting you because he allows those things to come into your life. Why? Not to defeat you, but to strengthen you. That you'll learn to be devoted to him. That you'll cry out to him that God, during a season uh, and through a hard time, God, uh, I need your hand. I need to depend on you, God. Uh, I need to desire you. I need to keep devoted to you. See, those times and hard times is for you to cry out, God, I need your hand. Not God, get away from me. Or woe is me. No, it's a cry out that says, God, I need you to help me through because I can't make it through this. It's a hard time. I'm going through a hard season. I don't understand, but God, I, I pray for your hand to be upon me. He does it to bring you closer, church. Are you understanding? Why is it that we pull away from such a loving God during those times? Because there's another voice out there that's lying to you. Voices is bringing accusations and lies to stop you from believing from a God that loves you. Isaiah 41, 19 and 21 says this, I will plant trees in the barren desert. Now I'm doing this so that all will see the miracle. This miracle will understand what it means that the Lord who has done this is the Holy One who has created it. So present your case, says the Lord, and let them, sh let, let, let them show what they can do, says the king of Israel. See, God will, will cry out. If we cry out, he says, you know what, in the barren places, in the dark seasons, you know what, I'm going to do a miracle in your life. I, I'm going to let the world see the God that you serve him and that they'll know that it's God that has done this. That is God that has got you through this. You know, whatever battle, whatever sickness, whatever you're going through, amen. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to, in this barren day, I'm going to plant a seed. I'm going to bring a growth out of this. That they will see that it was God that did this. God wants you to know, PCLV, it is the Lord who works in your life. As you're devoted to him, God takes the dry times of our lives and he makes them prosperous. He does, church. Barrenness doesn't feel good. Dry seasons in your life doesn't feel good. You feel crusty. You, feel, you don't feel what you need to feel, amen. It feels very dry. It feels very lonely. But God turns those seasons around to the most prosperous times in your life if you allow him to. 
If you stand on him and cry out, God, I need your hand upon me. God, I need your hand upon me. I need you in this season, Lord, for I can still be dependent on you, Lord, that I can still be devoted to you, Lord, that I can keep on desiring you, Lord. But we have to learn to wait on God. Be devoted to him, church, no matter what. In 2019, you need to be devoted to him no matter what. I don't care what comes at you, church. He can get you through it. He can get you through this. Come on, the scripture says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God's in that storm with you. He's in the barrenness with you. And he's planting a seed in you. And, and a tree is going to grow out of that. Something's going to flourish out of your barrenness. Something's going to flourish out of your dry time. Something's going to flourish in that time of need if you cry out to him. See, if you want to be more, do more, then you need, God, you need to pray for God's hand to be upon you. God, I need your hand upon me on my life this year. God, you know what? Last year was, man, what a year. Man, I, 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 I didn't pray for your hand. I, 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 I got away from your hand. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't devote myself. I didn't depend on you. I didn't desire you, God. See, Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Come on, we got to teach, we got to ask God to teach us how to wait upon you. God, help me to keep desiring you, depend on you, and be devoted to you through the seasons that I'm going through. God, help me to pray that prayer as Jabez prayed. God, keep your hand on me so I can be devoted to you. Lord, can you give me a hand? I'm going to close tonight. Church, prayer is dedicating oneself to depend, desire, and devote to God's will in order to be more and do more for God. Second Chronicles 16.9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal or devoted to him. Let me tell you, God knows exactly where you're at, church. And he searches the, the earth, the whole earth, man. And he's looking at your needs. And he's checking those that are trusting in him, those that are seeking him. Those that are asking God, they're praying out to him, saying, I need your hand. I, I need to be dependent on you. I need to desire you, Lord. I need to be devoted to you. And so he's searching. He's, he's going to, and he's going to strengthen you. He's going to find you. Let me tell you, he will find you, church. He will find you in your need. He will find you in your struggle. If you're crying out to him, he will find you. And when he finds you, he strengthens you. The Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. When he was running from Saul, amen, from, from, from uh, murderous thoughts in his life, he was on the run, amen, because uh, Saul wanted to take him out and kill him, amen. He found his strength in the Lord. You think he was discouraged? Come on, you think he was in a barren place, amen? Here's the chosen king, amen, and he's on the run. No one told him about this. No one told him that they were going to kill him. He, he's just in line up, and he's the chosen one. He's the next king in Israel. 
And he goes, he goes through a long years, church, before he becomes a king. But he kept his hand. He kept on praying, God, keep your hand on me. God, I'm going to depend on you. I'm going to be devoted to you. I'm going to desire you more, God, because I want to be all. You can, I want to be a great king for you. I mean, do we pray that, church? God, I want to be the greatest disciple. I want to be the greatest disciple, church. God, I want to be the greatest disciple for you, Lord. For you, God. Everyone has their roles. Peter did this thing. David his thing. All the disciples, God, I want to be the best disciple. Because we understand on, on Sunday, not, not the Christian, but the disciple, the follower of Christ. God, I want to be the, the greatest follower. Or you say, are we, you know, do we pray, God, help me just to make it. Help me to be average. We shouldn't be praying for the average. We should be praying for the, the best, the most. But it costs you. It costs you. It costs you prayer. Let me tell you, when you start to pray, he gives you strength, church. Like I said, he goes to and fro for those who are trusting in him, whose hearts are fully trusting in the Lord, and he comes and he finds you and he strengthens you. He'll sustain you and help you. But we need to pray what Jabez prayed in 2019. Lord, can you give me a hand? Let me tell you, 2019, you're going to need that prayer. Because I'm here to let you know the enemy's not stopping. He's going to come all at you in 2019.